Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Thanks for joining. Um, Illini lose 71-64. First loss of the season for the Illini tonight. Um, good basketball game. Good good college basketball game Yeah, uh, between two ranked teams. So we're going to dissect what we saw uh, coming up for the next 30 or so minutes. And we will talk a little foosball. Uh, we were going to talk last night, but we had some technical things and some other things come up, so we weren't able to get to it. So we'll end the show tonight talking a little Illini football. The rankings came out, so we'll, we'll touch on that for just a little bit. But it is going to be mainly uh, basketball because this is the basketball postgame show um, from No One Asked Us. I'm Craig. That is Logan. Thanks for joining. Uh, this is live um, right now. You could, Some will also listen after the fact, but if you are in here live, Thanks for joining. Hop in the chat. We'll read some of your thoughts um, as we do uh, every post game uh, throughout the show. Uh, like I said, uh, Illinois loses 71 64. Uh, a great overall college basketball game. I don't think the lead got to double digits for either team. So um, it was close. Neither team was ever out of it until the buzzer hit triple zeros. Um, Illinois were unfortunately on the wrong side of the score when that time came. Um, First thing I want to say, were you surprised Illinois was the favorite here tonight? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I, I noticed that uh, earlier in the day, or maybe it was yesterday. Actually, they might have, they've been the favorite for a few days, I think, yep. since probably since it came out. Um, yep. I was thinking the line might have changed. But, um, I mean, yes and no. And I, I think this will kind of go into my thoughts on the game in general. But I'm not totally convinced. I'm not sold on Marquette. Um, and I think Illinois is better than 23rd. So, uh, I mean, yes, to, to answer your question, yes, I was surprised. But I, when it's all said and done, like, I don't think it was going to be that drastic one way or the other. So, yeah, I was a little A surprised. lot of it had to do with Tyler Kolick, I believe. Yeah. Um, he yeah. was banged up. Uh, he rolled his ankle in their last game. There were questions uh, if he was going to play. He was officially questionable game time decision. He did play, and he balled. <laughs> he is... You said you're not sold on Marquette. Sold on I, him. <laughs> I had well, – who is it? Is it the uh, the Shaq meme? I have to apologize. I was unfamiliar with your game. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I knew he was good. I knew he was a great point yeah. guard. But I he got all the preseason accolades and the Big East player, preseason player of the year, and I was like, really? Like, Big East is a good conference. Really, Tyler Kolick? Uh, he proved it tonight. He yeah. was – outstanding 24 points 10 of 18 from the field six rebounds and four assists like illinois is not going to face a point guard like that the rest of the year no uh, that talented that crafty just he lefty got so smooth such a smooth game so um i was very impressed with him uh cam jones 15 points and uh igadaro their big guy had 13 points uh he also had eight rebounds uh cam jones had five rebounds uh, marquette shot 43 and a half percent 43.5% from the field um, for the game tonight. Uh, Illinois led by Terrence Shannon. Uh, 21 points for him. Uh, seven in the first half, 14 in the second half. So a big second half from Terrence. Um, two rebounds, two assists. Also had five turnovers, which we'll touch on. Uh, Marcus Damask has made his Illini debut. Um, 18 points for Marcus. Not that he hadn't played well, uh, but this was a Fabulous game for Marcus. Six rebounds, no assists for him, though. And then the only other Illini in double figures was Luke Goody, 
with 13 points, four rebounds. He was four of seven. All of his shots were from beyond the arc, uh, four of seven from the field, four of seven from three. Coleman Hawkins finally scored five points for him. Ty Rogers, six points, should have been eight points. Uh, Justin Harmon, one point. So one, two, three, four, five, six players scored tonight for Illinois. Six total players for Illinois. Uh, 21 of 60 from the field for 35%, 11 of 33 uh, from three. So 33%, not a terrible percentage, um, better than their season average last year and from their first game, uh, first two games. But um, more threes than twos tonight. That's my first point. This offense just has nothing. It's like the best offense we saw tonight was the playground ball. You know, yeah. that that five-minute stretch where it was like back and forth, back and forth. It went from like 35-30 to 55-50, like a snap of a finger. That was the best offense we saw. If, if you force yeah. Illinois to run offense in the half court, it's going to be a struggle for the orange and blue because they don't got a lot of flow offensively right now. And that kind of leads into the, to the take that I uh, referenced to you earlier. We can do this now. Logan, text um, yeah, go ahead. First half, and uh, I want to get this right. He said, <laughs> "I have a take that's going to rattle the entire fan base, and I can't wait to unleash it." And I didn't hear from him after that. The rest of the game, this was at eight thirty-nine. Yeah. So first half was almost over. Yeah. Uh, when we got on here before we went live, I asked, "Does that still? Does that take still relevant?" So I will give you the floor. You can say the take I mean, if you want. You can wait it, until it is. Time. It is still relevant now. As the season, as the game progressed, and as the season progressed, I might feel differently. Um, and I'm just gonna do this now. And we're three games in. I feel like the window is still open, but after tonight, the window is closing. Okay, for what I'm about to say. Okay, I do not miss certain players. From last year's team that are not on the team this year, there's a lot of them. So I don't know which one. There's you're two about. in particular that come okay. to mind. Okay, that were absolute instant offense. Mm-hmm. They were spotty at times, and they were problems in the locker room and everything else. So Brandon we've Leap? already touched on, huh? <laughs> no, not Brandon Leap. Okay. okay. Um, Sorry, I'll stop interrupting. Go ahead. I'll be, it's Matthew Meyer and Jane Nepps. I'll yeah. mention them one more time and then we're done. Um, uh, I don't wish either of them were here, but I do miss the offense. I know first three games, Matthew Meyer didn't do much of anything. And we saw a lot of Marcus Damask tonight and Luke Goody lose, look, look better at times and everything else. But as you said, this team is going to lack offensive substance. Terrence Shannon's game is driving to the basket, which mm-hmm. is effective. How does how does he only go to the know. free throw line six times? Yep. Yep. I, this I'm not. This isn't about the officiating. And all that's six what you were in the get last into. four minutes. I know exactly. If if, that, if you want to make this about the officiating, that's fine. I'll leave that to you because that is your bag. I'm just gonna how how if that is your entire game, how do you not go to the free throw line for the first 36 minutes of this basketball game? Yeah, like. That doesn't make any sense. So what I'm getting at is, I will no, say, I, I don't miss those not players. The refs tonight. Yeah, I don't know that tonight. it was. I thought the refs were fine. There were a I couple don't... they missed, but that they didn't determine anything. 
Yeah, I I don't know. I'm just saying there those are two guys that were instant offense at times that I don't know that this team has. Yeah. Now it's possible we see more of Dre Gibbs Lawhorn throughout the course of the season, like he showed in the first game. We might see more of that. I'm sure we will. And obviously Damask had a nice night. Luke Goody can light it up, can shoot well. And I'm not even talking about the three-point shooting because we know we knew going into the season that the three-point shooting was going to be an issue. But just it's just the it's just the, the scoring in general. I'm just kind of concerned as we get to the thick of this season where the scoring is going to come from. Coleman Hawkins, from an offensive standpoint, has been non-existent. He was at least better on the defensive side of the on ball. On cue. Jeff in the chat, on cue, right as yeah. you said. Coleman that. has to play better. Defensive was, defense was much better. He did hit a couple shots tonight, but the offense from Coleman has been non-existent. We're three games into the season. We've hardly seen Dane Danger do much of anything. Um, that's worrisome. I mean, again, maybe this wasn't a Dane Danger game, um, but Eastern Illinois and whoever else they've played in the first two games of the season should have been Dane Danger games, and he didn't really do much of those games either. Um, it's fine. Like I'm, I've already made this way too negative more than it should be because Illinois played well enough to win this game, um, up until, you know, the last couple minutes. So, um, this is a, I think this is a pretty good Illinois basketball team. I'm just worried about where the points are going to come from at various points of the season. With that, we got, I know we're three games into this, right? So we can't like overreaction Tuesday night here. Three games into it, one of them, this loss is to the number four team in the country. So, still a lot of basketball to play. Yeah. So, I'm not even going to say it. I'm just, I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Is this what you were tweeting about? (laughs) No, 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 no. My thoughts at... um, Don't press send? Yeah, my don't press send was uh, about players and... um, Playing time? No, hoping that one of them might not have decided to withdraw his name from said NBA draft, and but mm. uh, we're not going to press send on that one. Um, there is a positive, not a positive to take from this, but there was a stat they showed, um, and this is kind of an overarching uh, topic tonight because this was a top 10 team. Uh, the last 19 games against top 10 teams, Illinois is 12 and 7. They were 12 and 6 after before today, the last 18, 12 and 6. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, it is. That's it. It is. I I mean, (laughs) no, like you're right. I mean, but a lot of that is um, the Big Ten, which Illinois has won the Big Ten or came close to winning the Big Ten the last three seasons. Uh, They had wins against Texas and UCLA, UCLA would have been top 10 last year. I would assume so. so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, Illinois has been. Has Illinois has been a good has been a good team, and I'm already seeing some of the comments uh, alluding to a certain head coach. I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not there. This isn't. I don't think this is. Uh, I don't think this is on Brad. This is a good basketball team. This is a good basketball program. Uh, I did not expect to win this game. I'm not upset. Illinois didn't win this game. I would have loved to have won this game, and I do think they were in a position to win this game. Uh, but while I don't think Marquette is the number four, is the fourth best team in the country. Um, they have the best point guard in the country. And if Illinois had anything that slightly resembled Tyler Kolick, they would probably be a top five team in the country. <laughs> I mean, the, I, and I, I mean that wholeheartedly. I, I, this team is missing just that type of piece. And I think they could be there. You uh, know what would have helped tonight? Uh, a certain player not redshirting. 
this guy yeah. right here. Is that Sincere Trent Frazier or is that yeah. Sincere Harris? Well, it, yeah, it's a, it's Trent Frazier. We'll say my jersey is Trent Frazier. Uh, yeah, Sincere Harris would have helped tonight, and I said it preseason uh, when we were doing our short preview that we did on the season. We were talking about Sincere, what his role is on this team, and I said Sincere's not going to score for you. You're lucky to get two to four points out of Sincere. But what Sincere Harris can do, he has five fouls to give. Go be aggressive on the defensive end. That's okay offensively. Just don't turn it over. Don't make mistakes offensively. And just guard your ass off. And the example I gave a month ago was tonight. (laughs) I said, put Sincere on Tyler Kolick and see what happens. Last week or 10 days ago, whenever we found out he was redshirting, I said, Sincere would have been good to throw on Tyler Kolick. They just didn't have anyone that could could they have no one else on the team that no. can do what Sincere can do defensively. No. Would he have been a difference, like a seven point difference? Like does Illinois win this game with Sincere Harris? I'm not sure, but he definitely rattles Tyler Kolick. He would have rattled Tyler Kolick's cage. Yep. And Kolick might not have gone for 24, 6, and 4 or whatever it was. Yep. So that could have made a big difference. But I agree. Not gonna didn't get it. So looking hindsight here, but um, like you said, it was a close game back and forth. Um, I don't know what the score was at this point. Let me see. Um, but from for the last three minutes and thirteen seconds of this game, Illinois was one for ten from the field, and they didn't. Or on their last ten field goals, Illinois was one for ten. And they didn't make a field goal the last three thirteen of the game. So what was the score when that? Oh, was sixty four sixty. Okay, so four point game. Illinois scored four points, all free throws, and Marquette scored seven points, uh, probably mostly free throws. But closing time, you got to have a go to guy. Terrence tried to do it. Um, Coleman missed a three in the corner. I mean. Ty Rogers turned down a wide open layup. I know you were looking for a three because I think you were down six at that point. Yeah. So you're looking for a three, but he had a wide open layup. Cut it to four, go play defense or foul and force extend the game. And they just couldn't do it. Um, I don't want to call it a collapse. It was not a collapse whatsoever. No. Uh, run out of gas, maybe type of thing. Uh, but the last four minutes were, were just some not executed well for Illinois. Yeah. And you'd expect more, I think with, you know, that's what we've talked about, or at least I've talked about is the, the veteran experience on this team. And, you know, you have, these are the, those are the moments where you would expect those older players to step up um, and to do some things and to make the right decision. Um, Ty Rogers isn't in that camp. Ty Rogers is a sophomore. Um, but there are certain guys that you would expect a little bit more out of. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's, it wasn't a collapse, um, but it's still it's still frustrating knowing that it was that close and they they let it happen. So uh, ultimately, does this game make or break your season? No, it certainly does not. Uh, would have been nice to have at the end. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that could affect a seed line type of situation, but um, you know. There are plenty more big game opportunities ahead, including uh, one here soon. So, um, you know, 
just got to move on from this. But yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of things to take away from this game positively, but also a lot of negatives too that you could harp on if you really wanted to do that. Do you want to take this chat? Tim Lee, welcome. Welcome to the chat. He I saw he um that came across basically as I was saying that same exact thing about mm-hmm. how this team uh weird. it's like you guys like yeah, shared DNA weird. or something. That's weird. Um <laughs> yeah, if uh if Illinois had a point guard, anything that resembles a point guard, I think this team would be yeah. you know, um a, a, in a much better situation. But they don't, and this is what we're working with. So yeah. Checking some more of the chat. We've got uh, there's a lot, a lot of people in here. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people have things to say. I believe has been on the anti Brad train for the last couple of years. Um, yeah, he's been here tonight, but not, that's not alone. What we're talking about here. Coleman has been in Illinois for half a decade, and he's still playing like crap. And then our buddy Michael Coleman is trying too hard, not letting game come to him, and playing in instinctively. I know Illinois is two and one. They won the games they should have. They lost the game they probably should have. So it hasn't impacted the results per se. But this could be an issue. If Coleman doesn't figure his shit out, this could be a major issue. Because he's should be the second best player on this team. Has he scored in double figures in any game yet? I don't Has he so. gotten double figures in rebounds in any game yet? No. Like you can't have that from your fourth he's a fourth year yeah fourth year senior you know that has been in this program he's not a transfer he's been at illinois this is his fourth year he knows how it's done he's under brad for four years you can't have these kind of performances from that kind of guy and expect this team to to do what they want to do i i've already said it once and i hope that i don't have to say it for far too much longer but i expected him to take much bigger strides yeah uh going into the season um i just figured going through the the nba draft stuff and getting the feedback that he did i just assumed he would come into this season with a different perspective and know his role and all these things and yeah three games in that hasn't been the case um again he was much better on defense tonight a um, couple big blocks, had some nice rebounds, you know, made a couple baskets. Like those are, he had a nice night for a sophomore coming off the bench, getting 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, not a nice night for your, as you said, for your supposed to be your second best player. So um, again, and as you mentioned, I, I don't know that, you know, Coleman having a breakout game tonight was the difference, but it might've been, um, you know, I, I, he is frustrating, I, and I know he's frustrating. I've, I'm not, you know, I'm not on the anti-Coleman train like a lot of people are, but I understand the, I understand it, and it's not, it's not a wrong take. Um, he is a frustrating player, and yep. you just have to think that he would be better at this point. And so far this season, he has not been that, not been that case at all. Four point six seven ish points per game. 6.3 rebounds per game, um, has not scored in double figures, has no double figure stats, and he is one for seven from three so far this season. So Coleman Hawkins needs to show up soon for this team. Um, uh, is Tennessee the game you were mentioning? Or uh, well, Yeah, both Tennessee and Florida Atlantic. Oh, yeah, Florida Atlantic. I forgot about Florida Atlantic. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, some more chat here. 
Uh, we can just touch on this real quick. Brad's mediocre. I'd expect better for one of the highest paid coaches in college basketball. I mean, Brad has his flaws. I, I don't think – I think the reaction right now is he didn't get a point guard. Like that that's yeah, what this that's boils fair. down to. It's just the fact that he didn't get a point guard in the offseason. So that's going to – that's going to expose some things. And that's going to be a talking point all season, all 35 games. We're going to talk about the lack of a point guard unless someone steps in and plays like a point guard. I, I don't, I, unless Illinois goes be, under 500, below 500, like Brad's seat's not going to get hot. So Brad's we can, we can the, one of the that. most winningest active coaches in the big 10 right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not named Tom Izzo. Like he's just, you know, I, I I mean, I understand it. He hasn't – it's the point guard situation, hasn't won in the tournament, yada, 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 whatever. True. All things are true. But uh, you had John Gross for – you want to go back to that? Like, what yeah, What do you right. want? Like, what? who who is coming to Illinois that is worth firing Brad Underwood for? Like, I just – I'm not there. I'm not there. Yeah, way too much for me to replay. I've, we've seen that from Illinois for so long. Um, that is where I see a lot of deficiencies in Brad. Um, I don't think he's a great X's and O's coach. And the most successful team he's had at Illinois, he had Steven Gentry on the sideline, who is a great X's and O's coach. I don't know well, that any of his assistants are superb at play calling and drawing up plays like Steven Gentry was for that IO season. It's true. Um, but I think Brad has had to change how he coaches these teams too. Totally. These teams have changed year after year after year. And you go from, you know, Brad style was always run and gun. And then he kind of, he has a Kofi Coburn just falls into his lap. Like you have to like, you have to, you have to accommodate that. He's one of the best players in the country for however many years. And now you, are trying to change again. And now you're trying to, yeah, it's just, it's different every year. And I know that that's the same for every coach, but yeah. And you're probably right. I don't think he is the best of the X's and O's stuff, but I just think that the situation every year has been different. Um, now you can say last year to this year is probably less different. Um, and he still hasn't really figured some of that stuff out, but um, I agree. The X's the, and O's uh, is a problem. Something I did like tonight and I stopped paying attention to it. Um, Early in the game, I feel like Marquette was playing a little zone. And every possession, Illinois got at high post. Yeah. Every possession, either Coleman or Quincy, uh, someone in the high post got a touch, which is progress. Because last week against Oakland, they barely did that until late in the game. Uh, Brant uh, in here with a good point that I forgot to touch on. Uh, Terrence and Coleman combined for 10 turnovers tonight. I think the rest of the team had five combined and Marquette had eight total. Uh, yeah. That's that's not what you want from your fifth and fourth year seniors. So, okay, um, we probably need to move on. We're already almost thirty minutes in here. Uh, we always do everyday guy of the game. Who do you have tonight for your everyday guy of the game? I mean, I'll just claim Damask. Um, yeah. That's the obvious choice again. Obviously, we yeah. can always say Terrence because he's going to put up twenty points per per night. But but yeah, this is what Marcus Damask. What this award's for? Exactly. It's not for the highest players. Um, for who played not. the. At some point, game. we have to give this award to Terry Shannon Jr. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but tonight, I will choose Marcus Damask. I, I said it 
three, two weeks ago, Marcus Damascus, the most important player on this team, not named Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, and tonight he finally showed it. Uh, he he had a moment. Uh, I loved, and I retweeted it, Michael Tulip's tweet of Marcus Damask in the moment realizing he is that player. And like, this is, he needs to be that player at this level and he can be. Um, so you really kind of saw that from him tonight and Illinois really needed him. If Coleman Hawkins isn't going to score the basketball mm-hmm. and I don't want to harp on Coleman. Coleman doesn't, doesn't need to be a 15 point per game scorer. There are other guys on the team that can score the basketball. He can do other things. But the fact that, that Marcus Damask realized tonight that he can be that guy, uh, I think it's going to be very, very beneficial uh, as the season progresses. He is a facilitator. He can score. He can shoot three for seven from three, um, six rebounds. Like that's that's a nice night for for a, a mid major transfer. So uh, I'm, we we will continue to see more and more of this as the season progresses. But yeah, easy answer for me, Marcus Damask. Go dogs. Go dogs. Um, yeah, analytics loved him too. Um, efficiency, he was 19, which is that's the add up the good and subtract the bad. That's the efficiency, um, which is the high 19 was the highest on the team, highest in game score, which is on a scale of one to 40. He was 14.8. You rarely see anything higher than 20 or like 15 to 20. And uh, net points, he was 4.9, which is good. Uh, most of everyone else was negative in net points, so. Uh, yeah, great showing from Marcus Damas tonight. I'll go with Luke Goody. Um, a career high for him, 13, uh, four threes and a free throw. Um, this is the Luke that we that Illinois needs. Uh, they needed it last year, and he obviously broke his foot and missed a lot of the season, uh, three-fourths of the season. Uh, he's not going to score much inside the arc, um, so when he shoots the ball from three, he needs to go in, and he hit four of them tonight. Uh, to keep Illinois a big one going into the half um, to cut it down to like a four or five point lead. So um, that's the, that's the goodie that Illinois needs. And and it was good to see uh, from him tonight. Uh, the good, I, the bad. To, I do okay. want to give an honorable mention to Quincy okay. Garrier. Didn't score a single point. Yeah. 10, Ten rebounds boards. though. Yeah. Um, again, depending on what Coleman's going to do, <laughs> you're going to need it. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I just, I like Quincy Garrier and I, I do too. I've been, I've been happy to see him on the court the first three games of the season. So, uh, yeah, definitely honorable mention, no points, but 10, we weren't, 10 big uh, rebounds. we weren't aware Friday night, uh, yeah. he had a double, double, uh, Friday night played really well. Uh, I don't know that many people, if any outside of the program were aware that his, I believe girlfriend, maybe fiance, yeah, fiance, his, no. his partner, um, had their first baby the (laughs) day before. Um, So anytime that happens, it's like automatic. The dad has a career day the next day or the next game. Um, So yeah, it was good. Good for him. Happy for him. And to see him um, playing well is, is great to see. Okay. Good and bad. Good. Um, The good. I will go with the free throws. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I will go with the free throw percentage. We'll just start with there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even look. Um, 11 two. for 13 from the free throw line. This yeah. was a good night at the free throw line. Um, I, I won't use it as my bad, but they need to get to the free throw line more. Yeah. As I mentioned with Terrence specifically, he did eventually get to the line with six for six, but he was six for six. Mask was three for three. Um, 
So the free throw percentage tonight was great, but I would like to see, especially Terrence getting there more. Uh, I think that would be, be a big thing for this team because we've not, we talked about it shooting in general, three point shooting, free throw shooting, not this team strength. Um, but, uh, that was, that was a good night. 11 for 13. Am I supposed to get my good now? Or are you going to give your bad? I don't care. Gonna, How do you want I'll me, you want me to do it? Do you want me to do a bad? Um, do your bad first. Cause I need a good, I have a bad, I need a good. <laughs> so do the bad first. Well, there were some bads. Um, There's a few players on this team, but I'm not exactly sure how they fit into this. Um, okay. I wasn't exactly sure what Justin Harmon was doing at times tonight. Yeah, he looked lost. He looked lost. He did. Um, he did look lost. Ty Rogers looks lost at times. Um, Ty Rogers had a had a had one nice move in the post. Very um, yes for a line Very. drive shot, and then tried it again later, and it was abysmal. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Dane Danger thing again. Maybe tonight was just a bad matchup for him. I thought that that might be a decent matchup for him, but the way they run and gun, I don't know. Dane didn't see the floor hardly at all. We're three games in and not seen much out of him. Um, Dre Gibbs Lawhorn was saw seven minutes, but was essentially ineffective. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah, not I had, saying you I had need about him early in the game. You need all these guys to be clicking every game, um, but I would just like to see a little bit more from some of these guys, uh, especially yeah. as we get further on into the season. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of it. I just at times guys just look lost, and maybe that's just because it's still early, and Terrence is trying to do too much at times. Um, yeah, I will piggyback off what exactly you just said because he's okay. trying to do too much but my good is i think he has improved a lot mentally from last season i agree i this again it's it's hard to like lump everything because this is game three like we're not we're like a third not even an eighth of this way into the season but he i feel like he's more of a leader this year I feel like he's leading the team a little bit better. Um, yeah, he does go try and get his a little bit too much sometimes, but I'm more comfortable with him doing that than pretty than everyone else on the team taking a shot. I'd rather Terrence do his little breakdown where he his favorite move where he breaks him down, hops to the right, and gets that three off, even if it's in Hunter Dickinson's face and you got a seven footer. Like I'd rather him do that than Dre Gibbs Lawhorn chuck up a three which yep. he had three of tonight, and they were all bad shots. Yep. That's to my bad, the shot selection. Brad's thing is I don't care if we're taking that many threes as long as they're good threes. And there were some out-of-system threes taken tonight early, yeah. early in the game. Um, Dre took multiple freshmen. You got to know the situation, dude. Like, I'm not saying you have to earn your shots, but you got to know when's a good time to take a shot. Uh, so that's my bad is the shot selection. I mean, some teams it's okay to take more threes than twos. This is not a team that can do that. They just don't have the, the shooters to take 30 plus threes in a game. It just can't happen. So, uh, my good is the growth of Terrence Shannon, his leadership on the court and taking control of this team. 
especially when Coleman's struggling because Coleman's a, a baby when his things aren't going his way. And the bad is some of the shot selection. Uh, Ty passed up a wide-open layup. Dre took a couple um, unnecessary threes. Uh, so just got to clean clean those things up. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to check the I was I was just going to also – we hadn't talked about it. You gave up way too many layups. And, and even I don't even know what a good what a good number is for that. But the first half, especially now, granted, Marquette missed several layups towards the end of this game. So, I mean, I guess it wasn't all terrible. But early on, I mean, a lot of it was the pick and roll, but it was just 20. Illinois was taking three after three after three after three. And Marquette was just making layups right and left. Like there was there was no defense on any of that stuff. Um, I don't know. Eventually, it kind of worked itself out. And. They started missing some of them, I guess, but still, that was just kind of frustrating at the start of the game. 28 points off layups for Marquette. Gave up way too many layups. Okay. Um, We're going to check the chat. This is the last time I'll check the chat Uh, for basketball. We're going to talk football. Um, Oh, yeah. There's a football game. Yeah, for a little bit. So last time checking the chat. uh, um, Yeah. From Kai, uh, I just kind of touched on this. Coleman's emotions still look like a freshman. Not awesome for one of our seniors to be this up and down. In Coleman's eyes, he never fouls. He always gets fouled if he misses a shot. Uh, that's just the way he is. That's the, that's the way uh, a lot of the players he watches on TV are. A lot of the NBA guys throw up their hands and uh, football and basketball. So that's just the way things are going right now. Um uh, St. Dominic's Rosary, I've given up on Coleman. It's totally mental. Uh, has all the physical attributes to dominate. Uh, a lot of people just railing on Coleman right now. Uh, okay. Anything else? I think John, Coleman will. I think Coleman will get it, it together. Yeah. Figure it out. Uh, but. I, I understand the frustrations that people have because you would think at this point we would have seen more from him and we just we just haven't. So I get it. Uh, the lineup is still coming together because we chased off a bunch of players and brought in a bunch of is that is that mercenaries? Is that what that word is? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That's too big of a word for me. Do you agree with that? I don't even, I don't know what that word is. So <laughs> besides that point. Uh yeah. Think- yeah, I mean it's the era of the transfer portal. Like we're not going to get a good grasp on this team till January. Uh, because um you got Coleman, Terrence, Dane, Luke. Like is that it? Everyone else is new? Who am I forgetting someone? Terrence, um, Ty, Terrence, Ty, Ty Coleman, uh, Luke, and Dane are the are the five that uh, are holdovers from last year. And Marcus is a starter; he's a new guy. Quincy's a starter; he's a new guy. Uh, Dre's a freshman. Amani's a freshman, and Quincy's a freshman. So, um, yeah, you're, you're, we got we got time. We got time. Okay. Um, next up for Illinois is a visit from the Rev. Uh, Roger Powell and the Valpo Beacons come yeah. to town Friday night. Um, I don't have the schedule. Is it eight o'clock? I think so. it might be later than that. It might be like a nine o'clock. Uh, uh, 
It is Friday though, and it is. It is Friday. It's eight o'clock. Eight o'clock East. Seven o'clock Central. Eight o'clock Eastern. Seven o'clock Central. It is on BTM Plus. I believe it is the final BTM Plus game of the season. Yes. Uh, but it is not the last streaming game, as Logan. Um, it's true. Mentioned uh, last week. So. I mean, this is a game you got to win by 20, 25. I, I don't think Roger has a very good team. I think they're picked to finish maybe last in the Missouri Valley. So um, it's a game you need to you need to put the pedal to the metal and, and beat someone down. This team needs that, I think. Yeah, that'd be helpful. Let's beat them down from the start of the game and not <laughs> Yeah, I quit spotting teams 15 points to start. Um, they didn't do that tonight, which was nice. But that tends to be uh, the mo of these teams, especially against mid-major teams. You know how many Division One teams there are? Three hundred and sixty something. Three thirty. Three sixty-two. Three sixty-two. In Ken Palm, Valpo is three thirty-eight. Hmm. So there's that. What's, what's Eastern Illinois? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, three forty-two. Hmm. So they're worse than Valpo. <laughs> uh, Ken Palm has it right now at a an Illinois dropped in Ken Palm to 29. They were 25. Uh, they've got it 75-52 Illinois. So 26 is what Ken Palm has it at. So we shall see. It is uh, Friday night, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern at the State Farm Center. Anything else basketball? No. Okay. No. Um, other scores, I guess we can go over. Uh, Champions Classic taking place tonight. Um, did Duke beat Duke beat Michigan, Duke State, beat Michigan State by nine? Seventy four sixty five. Duke beat Michigan State. Any other Big Ten action tonight? Wisconsin got blown out at Providence, and another Gavit games. Uh. Tilt, Penn State beat St. Francis, and Northwestern beat Western Michigan by four in Evanston. Currently, Iowa and Creighton tied at 43 uh, at the half. So I'm going to go check that one out. And also, uh, Kansas and Kentucky are playing. Kentucky up by 12 early in the second half as we speak right now. Okay, uh, that's basketball. Football, holy cow. Um <laughs> Did that happen Saturday? <laughs> did that happen? Uh, yeah. Did you watch first? Because I know both of us are kind of iffy on the Illini football watching on Saturdays. I did watch a majority of the game, and I definitely watched the last quarter and a half plus overtime. Um, so, yes, I did watch much more of the game than I did the week before. Um, yeah. Uh, John Paddock, ladies and gentlemen. Um, have a day, kid. Heisman. Uh, do you want to have the conversation that you didn't want to have last week? Uh, I am. I think Bielam has said it. I'm of the camp that you can't lose your job to an injury. But I when the disagree. dude throws 500 yards, I don't know how he can't start the next game. I mean, you have. To, I think you have to start with him. And if he keeps it going, you ride the hot hand. But if he starts to... I mean, he's not facing Indiana defense. He's facing Iowa defense Saturday. So if he starts, things start going sideways, you can put Altmaier in and go back to your read option and and kind of switch yeah. things up. That's what I think you do. Um, 
but I'm not a coach. I'm not going to speculate on what they do. I have no clue what's going to happen. Um, if I had to guess, I would say they ride Paddock out and and give him a shot. That's a my hell guess. of a story. It's a hell of a story, <laughs> and it couldn't happen to a better dude. Like I didn't under I didn't know the the number four relevance of his jersey number, which that makes it all that much better. Um, he's fourth generation Illini, so. Uh, dude, that Saturday was awesome. Saturday was awesome. I turned it off for a second, uh, or late in the second quarter when they went up two scores. I was like, okay, I'm. Well, I didn't turn it off because Illinois was in the multi view uh, this week with the good games. Oh, good. Yeah. So I uh, I turned the sound to a different game. I forgot which one was the new, probably um, probably Michigan Penn State and. Uh, and then Illinois scored, and I turned it well on and watched the whole second half. I, I just I felt the heartbreak coming. Like I felt like an interception in overtime or yep. Indiana scoring a touchdown or something. But uh, Saturday was fun, and now you only need one of the last two to go bowling. Northwestern's playing well. Northwestern's 5-5, five and five, and, of course, you're facing Iowa, who's leading the Big Ten West. But this team could easily win them both, but they could also lose them. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. They could also yeah. lose both of these games. So um, it was the first time Illinois beat Indiana in football since 2011. Did you realize that? No, that's a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they don't play all the time. That's true. But big um, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. No, it was uh it was it was a fun Saturday. Uh it's a game that, you know, Illinois should have won from the get-go, but they didn't really ever uh run away from it. But um John Paddock, man, just kept them in that thing. Five hundred and how many yards? Five hundred and five oh seven. Second just most in Illini history, most incredible. in Memorial Stadium history by an Illini. Um to go from the three passes the week before to that game just what a run that man is on i hope connor onions on the call again uh on saturday because he is i think he's he the, the good connor, luck charm. no it's probably not he's the good luck charm i think it's an fs1 game, it's an fs1 actually, game so yeah it's fs1 it could be like tim brando or something yeah uh, but yeah it was uh it was, it was a nice that was a nice day so We'll see. Um, against the pass. Let me look Iowa, uh, that defense is obviously it's obviously good. Um, so we'll just have to see if Illinois can put, find a way to put up a couple touchdowns. That's all it takes. Um, Iowa it's, defense. It's tough. They are third in points per game at 12.3 points allowed per game. The top four teams in the country are all in the Big Ten. Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, and Penn State. Uh, rushing yards per game, they give up 91 point. No, that's not them. Rushing yards per game, they give up 112. Passing yards per game, they give up 168.8, which is is 10th in the country. Uh, so, yeah, they're pretty stout. They're pretty stout. On defense, total yards, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth in the country uh, as far as yards go for defense. So, I mean, you know that's how they win their games. They're, yeah. what are they, eight and two, and they average 
10 points scoring per game. That's exaggeration, but you know that's how they win games. So, yeah, it's going to be a test. Uh, the line opened at like six. Iowa minus six. Now it's down to three or three and a half. So Is that the over-under? Yeah, six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the over-under is 30, which has oh. been the norm for Iowa the last three weeks. Um, I would love to see us go in there and Paddock throw four more and win 28 <laughs> to seven or something. Oh my God. Where's Iowa rank on your, on your hate list? I think they're at the top of mine. I think uh, they're for basketball. One. They're at the top. I don't football. I haven't really cared that much, but yeah, basketball, they're definitely at the top. I mean, they should probably be up there for football too, I guess. I mean, that was my whole theory going into the Penn state game was, I didn't really have that big of a, interest in either team but you know f iowa so yeah yeah exactly they're at the top exactly they're at the top okay uh anything else football rankings came out today um a halftime of the or in between games of the champions classic uh georgia jumped ohio state for number one uh michigan was three florida state four washington five oregon six and the team who shall not be named is in the top 10 at number nine as a two loss team. Um, I don't understand that one. Uh, they're there. Um, I don't think of, Oh, there's a lot of coaching changes. A lot of coaching yeah. changes. Texas A&M, Mississippi state. I saw tonight UCLA is expected to fire chip Kelly. Yep. Um, Boise state. And I believe one more that I can't think of right now. I think one more came open either today or recently, but uh, I don't remember. I can't think of it. Yeah. That's the, on top the, of Michigan State and Northwestern as well. Yeah. So the carousel has begun and probably Michigan. Let's be honest. Because, um, you know. Speaking of carousel, I've been playing a lot of NCAA football on oh, PS, uh, PS3. Revamped? The revamped. Or Hell yeah. What they call it? Hell yeah. Uh, Who are you playing with? So I started my coaching career at, where did I start? Louisiana Monroe. Oh. I was there for two years. Then I went to San Jose State. And then after one year, I got the job at Arizona. I was at Arizona for five years. Oh, and I went to Ole Miss. And then I was at Ole Miss for four. And then I got the job at Notre Dame. So I'm living with wow. you. Sleeping on your couch. You're welcome. <laughs> if you're the head coach of Notre Dame, I'm sleeping on your couch, sir. <laughs> I'm I wish sleeping the, in your guest house. <laughs> I wish the real salary, uh, you got the real salary if you, while you're playing the video game that you get. That'd be that'd be super nice. Sure. Uh, yeah. We got a mm -hmm. question from Mark here. He says he's 20 minutes behind, so he'll he'll catch this if he listens to the full show. Kipper um, Nichols. Kipper Nichols vibes <laughs> from Coleman. Loves the idea of being a college basketball player, not so much the actual oh. playing. There was some that's, Kipper Nichols hype when he came in. <laughs> there was some Kipper Nichols hype. Uh, I think Coleman's a little better than Kipper. Um, yeah. I think he's a lot better than Kipper. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't see that at all. <laughs> I, I think that's really funny. I yeah. Just to kind of circle back on the Coleman thing, and I know there have been other comments in here about him and why is he an NBA prospect and, you know, what yada, yada, yada. I, Coleman Hawkins is – a very talented player. Um, he can do a lot of things at a, at a size that a lot of people can't do. 
Um, we just expect him to do more in his fourth season at a division one school yeah. than he's doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, he is getting NBA looks for a reason. Um, but that reason is not because he's going to be a, a lights out shooter lights out scorer. It's the other things. It's the 10 rebounds and 10 assists games that he can have. Um, those are the things that make him the player that he is. It's still super frustrating to watch him. Uh, but the Kipper Nichols thing, that's kind of funny. I hadn't thought about that name in a long time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's all I've Anything got. Else? Nope. That's all I've got. Um, we doing one of these on Friday or not? I'm 99% sure that we will not. I okay. will not be in I'm town. fine with that. That's, um, that's I will fine. be able to do one should something happen. I will have access to it. But What would happen? Uh, the, uh, well, if we if they lose, they you lose. won't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, so. definitely. That's true. So uh, there will not be a post-game show Friday. We will be back. I don't even know when the game next game is after that. They play Friday and then Sunday and then Friday. Oh wow! Sunday, um, Sunday might we, be. We're gonna be too. we're gonna be hit or miss for a few weeks. Let's just yep. let's just get that out of the way now. We're gonna yep. be hit or miss for the next few weeks. Um, yep. Probably Through until we get into well, then the holidays and everything else. So yep. yeah, we're not gonna be on here every every game. We'd like to be, but unfortunately, our schedules won't allow that. So yeah, um, we'll do it when we can, and we'll make sure to let people know for sure. Uh, again, Illinois wins or loses. Illinois loses seventy one uh, sixty four. To Marquette, number four Marquette, um, followed a two and one back in action on Friday against Valpo, hosting uh, Roger Powell and his Valpo team at the State Farm Center. For Logan, I'm Craig. See you next time.